Janie here from Your Weight Loss. And today, okay, wait, I'm going to put him in the middle. So we're doing a uh, Romeo sandwich. Just a second, everyone. I'm going to hide Alicia and then we're going to bring her back and that'll make Romeo <laughs> be in the middle. So I do feel like this could be a fun podcast to go watch on YouTube. Hello, Romeo. Hello. Hey. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're doing great. Stop touching things. Stop okay. touching things. All right. <laughs> you're doing anything. He's set up. He's set up. Okay. He's set up for the next, like, whatever minute, how many minutes it's going to take. You removed. Yeah. Perfect. All good. Okay. Hi. 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 Okay. We hi. are so happy to have you. Like, this was so fun for you to reach out and be like, hey, we could talk about all these things. Um, just like say hi, hi to our people. How would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, ladies. Um, you guys might have seen me on the CatNet tour. I'm their DJ. and uh... It's like freezing. Do you hear him? Uh, Over there, a... like all the way in the Neverland, wherever. So it's fun. So hello, ladies of uh, Your Way Weight Loss crew. And uh, let's get started. <laughs> I love this. Okay, so we had a moment where you were freezing. So you said you might know me from the Cat Nat show. Can you can you start back from that moment? Hello, ladies. My name is Romeo. You might know me from the Cat Nat tour. I am the DJ and resident stripper. I I didn't know if we were supposed to call you a stripper, but you're so much more than a stripper. I am. I, you guys see, I do so many things. So that's just like the the tip of the iceberg. It's fun. Though. Okay. Okay. So how was that being there? Because this, this was definitely not your first time. Like Romeo has been like a part of them for a, a while now. Huh? Can you like kind of give us a little history on your time with Cat Nat? Cause definitely our listeners are Cat Nat listeners as well. I would say that there's like kind of like that they kind of um, mesh or they're linked. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey with them. Well, my journey with them, I believe started like around 2017, 2018. Uh, I worked for a company out of New York called Hunkomania. It's like a version of Chippendales. And um, at that moment, uh, they were starting a tour and there was an opportunity. So my uh, previous boss had told me about a tour and he said, hey, I have an opportunity. I want you to be kind of the tour manager. We're going to send you with a group of guys. So it was like five guys plus me. We were doing like uh, military routines and, you know, uh, Magic Mike and stuff. And it was fun. It was their first show in Boston, and it was by like uh, a thousand women. No, I, I kid you not. And um, we didn't know what was to become with Cat and Nat, and we spoke with them, and they were talking about how they were viral, and they were like big on Facebook, and it just kept leading on from there. And um, fortunately for me, every time they would pick guys, I would be one of the guys that they would pick, and like it just kept getting smaller. It'd be like six guys, and then five, four, three, and then it was like three guys, and we were torn with them. And then over over time building a relationship, building rapport, they started to see that, you know, I'm one of the people that was more than a stripper. You guys don't know this, but when I was traveling with them, I was the one, like, in charge of, like, logistics and driving and all this stuff, and these guys were getting shit-faced, and I'm like, fuck, I want to have fun. And it's like, no, you have to be the, the tour manager, and you have to make sure everything is going good. And uh, I guess they saw that. I'm well-spoken. And there was opportunity where they needed a DJ and I'm telling you, I am not a DJ. This is not my forte. And they said, Hey, would you like to DJ? I said, I'll learn. And I learned and you know, I'm just opportunistic. And so that's what it's been. I've been with them for so long. 
from just being a dancer to bringing them on the mic and now being their DJ. But I you still guys, have to go back. I have to go back to my roots of dancing when when it happens. You guys can see that you guys like when they, they speak so highly of you. They definitely <laughs> really love Romeo. Not like it's not just Romeo the stripper. You clearly have a an important piece in in their tour. Like people know who you are now. So, um, and had you been stripping for a long time before then? Like, how, when did this all start? Um, I'm gonna give you something real quick. So I'm really I don't have to strip anymore if I don't want to. I've literally been like given the ranks that I am DJ. But we tried to get dancers, and the dancers just suck. I swear to God. I, I, I kid you not. Like, they'll say, Romeo, we want to try something different. You're not going to dance. We got these groups from Canada. We got this guy here. And they suck. And I'm like, wow. And so then that's when they go, oh, Romeo. And it's just like, I know what I'm doing. And that's come from years of me dancing. I, I think I started, I'm 32 now. I started when I was probably about 22 in college. I was looking for, like, extra cash. Well, back to your weight, weight loss, I was in school for exercise science. And, you know, I don't know if you guys went to college or anything, but like the college student life, it's like no money. You know, you got girls want to go on dates and you have no money to, you know. So I was doing work study and um, one of my friends, he was a stripper. He was on Jerry Springer. We were on the basketball team and he goes, we were joking on him. And it was like, I would never be a stripper. And then one day he goes, hey, you want to make some cash? I said, uh, I don't know. He's like, look at your body. You're tall. You have a good look. And the rest was history. I went down there first day. I literally made 13 bucks and I was like, fuck, I can't do this. This is fucking hard. And then the second day I made a hundred bucks and I said, like, okay, we got something. And I would do that every weekend with like the mindset of, All right, I'm just going to do it for the weekend. Then I'm going to do it. And then I would get like these jobs and then I would say, I'm going back to stripping. It's like, it's, it's better. And that's how I became the stripper. And I just like took it all the way. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be a stripper, I'm going to be the best stripper. I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to stay in shape. I'm going to practice and, and that's what I created. So you say, is your name Romeo? That's the persona that I've created for that. I like this for you. Um, <laughs> also, do you feel like there's like a business opportunity here for like school of stripping? Like, because you say they suck. So I feel like you could be like, you could start this business where you teach strippers to be better strippers. I see this opportunity. Oh yeah, most definitely. I've thought about it many years and girls have, uh, in the shows have come up to me and say, Romeo, you need to create something to teach these guys how to strip. And I always try to get to it, but it's just like so much going on in my life. Like, and I try to make some time. But for me, it's a point where I have to get like a videographer and then he has to record me. We have to get a good space. I have to put it in PDF. It's not impossible, but everybody keeps mentioning it. I think I'm going to have to create my little education. Yes. program. I feel like you need an online program. <laughs> there's, there's, a guy, there's a guy out of uh, Australia. His name is Tommy Gunn. And he kind of does it like a stripper academy. But with all due respect, he's not the caliber of person I am. He's like a short white dude and you know so i think we'll add some flair to that and kind does of he have like, this face of yours he does not have this face he does not have your face <laughs> <laughs> i mean after meeting you and we only met you for such a short period of time and obviously we had been fans of cat nat and heard them talk about you and they just talked about you in such an interesting way and then after meeting you i'm like i know why you're in the position that you're in though yeah. you just have this like really respect as well they respect you and you respect them and the way that like there's nothing sminy uh, you're just like so nice thank you i appreciate that <laughs> no yeah, that no, comes uh, out yeah really quickly 
Yeah, no, we saw, we like literally, we, what, we spoke for like 10 minutes, but it was like, I was like, oh, I felt like you were not like, hey, you, you definitely offered for me to touch whatever I wanted to touch on your chest. So that was really nice of you. Mm-hmm. Um, You're but, <laughs> but it was, it was really much like, hey, talk to me about your donut experience. And like, so for, for me, it was like, he, you were so sweet, so nice, and so approachable. Um, and clearly you like people. Like you can tell you like people, you like to talk. I'm, um, I have a very like rough upbringing in my childhood. So, you know, like single mother, barely met my father. And so like with the experiences that I've been through, like everything that I've been through, like trauma wise, I've been able to use that as a benefit. Like me being around people that I didn't know, I kind of like learned how to be more like social, emotionally social um, at a faster age. So I just always see everything as an opportunity to kind of get to know people. So like in your experience with you guys, um, and this goes back to just like me stripping, me stripping. It's like every day I'm meeting new women and I have to kind of get to know them very quick, kind of like in business and kind of get a rapport with them because that's how I make my money. Yeah. You know, I want you, it's not a forced thing, but I want to see who likes me. How can I kind of implement my swag or whatever and get the girls to have a good time, you know, because most of the women, when the stripping thing, they're coming for birthdays or bachelorette. There's a very important thing in their life. So, you know, you don't want the, it to be a situation where like, oh, he was an asshole. He was conceited and stuff. You just want to give people an experience. And that's what I try to do. So like you guys said, oh, you were not slimy. I like to kind of change the stigma with stripping. Like you see stripping and you see like, yeah, sleazy. And I kind of try to sell the sexy part, but still like respectful, charming and things yeah. of that nature. So that's come from like me, you know, just learning on the fly. And it, it happened because... There was a point in my uh, stripping career where I felt like I was on top of the world. And, you know, like if a girl didn't want to dance with me, I was like, oh, who does she know who I am? And there was an older guy who had to tell me, listen, you see those pretty girls? You're not going to get money from the pretty girls. You have to go to the girls who are not that pretty, who are not that skinny, who are not that in shape, because those are the girls that are going to remember you. And those are the girls that are going to just by you saying hi, they're going to feel your presence. And, you know, I took that person. And I said, you know what? It's not all about sex. It's more about you know, just giving people an experience, you know, and I take it deeper where say you have a girl, she hasn't been touched by her husband. She hasn't been like loved by her husband or anything. And you come, you're this uh, man of all men. And you just say, Hey, how you doing? Give her a hug, whatever. It changes the whole dynamic. Now you're, you're not just the guy, you're Romeo, that guy, you know? So I kind of use that. You're nailing. He's, you're you're really are nailing the experience. I'm telling you, yes. Romeo's school of stripping. Romeo's um, school of stripping. Are is your you online going... your next online program? Oh, sorry. Um, are you going catnat or having David shows coming up? Are you going yeah. with them? <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, this Friday we're in Baltimore, and then Saturday we're in Atlantic yes. City, and then next week Saturday we're in Niagara Falls. Two shows. So fun. But, nice. So that's why I said like. When you say about school of stripping, like I'm doing real estate during the day. I just trained my client right now. It's a lot, but you know what? It's fun. I'm enjoying the process. Real quick, um, before I just want to knock this out. So I took a chance with Cat and Nat. I was working with a previous company and they were like, if you go with Cat and Nat, we're going to fire you. Right. And that was the company I was working for. And I was working for them for maybe about 10 years. So I took a big leap of faith, went with Cat and Nat, and, and the rest has been history. You know? Wow. So, just to let you guys know how it's been. How, why? Why did they not want you to do, have there those was, opportunities? It's not like you're like with them all year. You know what I mean? Like, so. So this is the thing. The, the business I was working for before, they're based out of New York. So every weekend I was getting consistent work, but it wasn't like big work. You know, it was like maybe consistent two, 300 bucks. 
every day plus the tips. Only thing is it was limiting my opportunities to be a brand. They wanted me to be their brand, but there was no non-disclosure or non-compete. So Kat and I were saying, hey, we pay that person, we can just pay you directly. So it was a conflict of interest with the business. It starts to become a business side of it. And yeah. I guess that person felt some type of way with Kat and Nat and you know, it, it all comes down to money. You know, somebody's taking a, they maybe they're supposed to take a 30-70 split and they're taking a 50-50 split. And, you know, so I wind up taking a leap of faith and, you know, we're cat and that. And I always tell people in business, always go with the women. Women have emotions. Women have empathy, sympathy. Men, they, they will fuck you over real quick. <laughs> I like this. You're yeah. so right. Story. You're, so, you're so right. We're so nice. Exactly. Um, okay, go for it, Leash. Oh no! Or am I, think, I going for it? I don't know. I thought you had asked. You had a question, but then he's like, "Oh, I want to say something." But it was the uh, the shows that they have this weekend. Um, okay, all right. So you, we're gonna get into different things. Uh, where's your? I'm just curious because we talked about it. Where is your like? Where is your home? Like where? Where's your home base? Where do you? I'm live? based out of the Bronx. I'm literally maybe five five minutes walking from Yankee Stadium. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. I'll, I'll give you guys a tour real quick. Let's see if I can. Oh, let's do it. Oh, you guys need to go on the internet. This is my to... kitchen, right? Nice. Where it all goes down. This is the gym. This is where it all goes down. As you see, I have pictures of me everywhere. Okay. I love this for you. To, to motivate the people. Oh, oh, there's like posters. Nice. We got, we got, a, we got a booty machine here for the ladies, you know, so it gets the job done. It does get the job done. Do you, I, I know that you are, are we still in a relationship, Romeo? Yes, I am. My girlfriend's sleeping right now. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and she so she, she does she live with you now? Yes, she does. Um, we have this our room, so we have front. our floor, we have an office and everything. Let me, let me show you guys the office. Hold on. Oh my God, I love it. You're, you're risking your internet while moving us around, but it's, it's going okay. well so far. It's we okay. Internet. We have Verizon. So um, right here, we have the office set up. You can see. Okay. Okay. Perfect. You're all set. Oh, he's see, he's frozen. He's so, testing it. Okay, perfect. Um, okay. okay, and this is a new-ish relationship that you're in. Yes. Okay, perfect. And how does she feel about Romeo the stripper? Um, I've been very transparent from the beginning. So, like, even in all my relationships, I always tell, "Hey, I am a stripper." <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey, and how does a stripper find a girlfriend? Like, as in like, um, is it one of your, like, it, have you ever, okay, this is my stripper question. I'm excited. Have you ever okay. like been at a party or a bachelorette or a show or whatever? And you're like, you actually not get emotionally invested in like a, one of the girls that are there, but you're like interested in this person more than just having sex. Well, I guess it starts with well, like being attracted and being like, I would have sex with you. But like, you get what I mean? Like, how does that, how about us? Like, where do you go that you're like, hello, I would like a relationship now with this person? Well, you know? um, I've tried it before, before this relationship. I've got with girls that I've met. I've never done it in a party for the simple fact that even though I'm a stripper, I'm a business and I'm a friend. And you do have like, like it gets real serious. There's laws. I think guys that they've done stuff at parties and girls have said, oh, you raped me, this and that. And I, I never wanted right. to tarnish my name. So um, during whenever I'm doing a show or event, I like to keep it as professional as possible. I joke, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all just a persona. After I'm done, cool. And, um, you know, even now when I go to shows, they say, oh, you have a girl? I do. You, you want to talk to her? You want me to FaceTime her? You know, it's a, it's a little transparency. And like, 
um, you know, I let her know in the beginning. I told her, hey, took her on tour with me. She knew what it was. I took her to the real raunchy shows. Like, hey, I am a real stripper you want to see. And it's just, it's just you know, because I, I try to take away from any kind of negative connotations that, you know, women would have or just anybody in a relationship. You know, you don't know happen but if i case that and let you know hey you have nothing to worry about this is just my job i'm coming home to you and stuff so it's more of like after when you're a stripper you have to be a little more honest maybe the normal guy might not there's a kind of thing we have say you have a guy he's like a typical brad and he works finance or something you're not gonna think he's gonna cheat but he has the same amount of energy to cheat as i would but because i'm a stripper you'll say oh no he's cheating on you it's the opposite because I have the ability that I can, I don't want to say any woman, but I have more chances to sleep with women because of my physique, who I am, as opposed to the other guy, he doesn't. So me, I'm going to always say no, 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 no. And that guy, once he gets opportunity, yes. But because yes, I'm a stripper, opportunities. You have more opportunities to, and, and I, like you said this at the beginning, you want to change that stigma of stripping. And clearly when you meet someone, everyone has their stigma of what stripping is depending on their past, depending on their like relationship with that or whatever. And I feel like if you're being honest and you're trying to switch that up and show what it can be, what it can look like, you know, to be a stripper and be in a relationship. I like it. So, um, to answer your question about like relationship and stuff and do I get tempted? Yeah, human, you know, but it's more of like, I'm a very loyal person and I'm very like, um, how can I say this? I'm not disrespectful. If I'm going to do something, I will tell my partner, hey, it's not working out. I want to go a different direction and do it that way. I wouldn't do it where I'm cheating because it's just like now you're taking that person's trust. And I'm going to be honest with you ladies. I've had more vagina that I can count, like too much. I've had one, some, two, some, some, you know, so... It's not like it's not like I'm craving it to a point where I'm like, no, I have other things I want to do. So like I, I want to do really, I want to work on, I want to work on growing a relationship. Like all that other like vagina stuff is like I've done all, like yes. more, like ten times over. Oh my god! So I listened to that podcast with you and Ryan and Cat Nat, and yeah. you were like, I am just over it. Like I like almost to the point where like sometimes it gets to the point where the woman wants more sex than you want as a stripper. Cause you're, and you're like, I've just like done it all. Like I'm okay with yes, just yes, kind yes. of like taking it the, the one, one time a weeker, you know what I mean? Let's do the real relationship military style one times a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, listen, you, you don't understand it. It's just like my earlier days when I first went to dancing, it was a, a shit show. Like it was like the fantasy of all men's fantasies. Yeah, so. I can imagine. Well, you've yep. lived that life. Good for you. Check. Done. <laughs> okay. Now, let's talk about that moment where we met and you asked me about the donuts. And we, I said that we had eaten Tim Hortons and you knew what Tim Hortons was. And we ate Tim Hortons for a month. Um, and then you said the most, the two most beautiful words to me that really gets me going is calorie. You said calorie deficit. We talked about calorie yeah. deficit in our conversation, which is hilarious. You never know where the night's going to end up with Romeo, you guys. But we talked about calorie deficit. So our listeners know that we are the calorie deficit girls on, on TikTok. Like we are the girls that really want to teach the world about calorie deficit. And there are reasons behind that is because we feel like we were misinformed in the diet industry. We were misinformed while we were being on those programs and on those meal plans of like why we're actually losing weight. And we feel like nowadays 
women, moms, whatever, we're so over dieting. We're like, we would rather choose not being good in our skin just because we do not want to diet. Does that make sense? And so yes. we feel like if, if more people knew about calorie deficit and understood it and believed in it, they could literally create their way. So that's what your way weight loss is, right? So for you to say that really made me feel so good because I, it's always just nice when you're feeling validated about like your beliefs, you know, like your, because it's so, it's this piece on the internet that it's almost like this weight loss on the internet is so confusing. Like everything about weight loss and fitness is just like all over the fucking place. It's like insane. What are your thoughts on like all the weight loss bullshit on the internet? Like what, what do you see on your internet, Romeo? Um, uh, just to get back to what you were saying, uh, when I first met you, I, when I walked in, I saw the door and I said, Ooh, who are the doors for it? I'm like a kid inside and I love it. You can ask these girls. I love going to town on the suites. Right. And so I saw it. And then, um, when I saw the donuts, you know, cause cat and that don't care for it. So I was just like, Oh, free donuts, cat and that. Well, free donuts, Romeo. So you guys is, um, paper that you put and I read it and I said, Oh, this sounds interesting. These girls, you know, they have something it was a professional photo. And then I was like, Oh, somebody actually sent this to you. And they were like, yeah, really? And so coincidentally, when you guys came in, I was like, Oh, you guys are the donor girls. I like what you guys are doing there. And <clears throat> it's funny you say that a lot of people don't know, but I'm like a real big nerd, you know, like I love reading books. I love like reading uh, research. I went to school for exercise. Oh, He's going to come back. He's going to come back, everyone. He's going to come back. I'm telling you, we shouldn't have had the tour. Okay, yeah. Romeo, you were you were cut oh, there. So what was, what was you the were at the part where you are a nerd. You're a nerd and you like to read all the things. Yeah, so I like to read. I went to school for exercise science. I, I really delved deep into research and learning about the body, muscles and protein, macros, all that stuff. So, but that's not sexy. You know, on Instagram now, it's about booty workouts and how much you can live and you know, these fad diets and stuff. And I personally take it into my fitness journey with my clients to let them know the basics so I can teach them exactly what it is. So like, I, I'll bring you the book later, but it's like, it's a book that we, we got in college and you have to have a four-year degree to be able to get us a CSCS, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. Like anybody can be a personal trainer. You go take an online course, you're a personal trainer. But that doesn't mean that you're certified to, be, um, to, to give people nutrition advice. And then you have these people who are nutritionists and they're smoking cigarettes and they're overweight. And so it's like, it's this like back and forth stigma. You don't know what's right, what's wrong. So I delved deep into the research and, you know, I just got what I learned from school. And funny thing is one of my professors, he knows all the people and he talks to all the people you talk to. Uh, who was the guy like Lane Norton, Brett Contreras, um, the other guy that you had, Nadalski, Spencer Nadalski. Like we met these people on uh, our internship class, but this was way before, yeah, way before nobody knew about it. So we were asking these people questions and I was like, oh, my professor, he's a nerd, but he's really that guy. His name is Dr. Brad Schoenfeld. So I was blessed to be able to uh, be uh, one of his students. So he taught us a lot of stuff. And he was, I remember the first time he told us, oh, you know, Jillian Michaels, she's good. All everything she's talking about is bullshit, right? Because there's, I, I tell people that I train, there's a stigma between what is workout and what sells. Just because like, really progressive overload caloric deficit those are the hard things that's what you have to do but that's not what's gonna sell because they say oh that's boring you know what's gonna sell ah we can get you abs in 10 minutes 10 minute abs you want to lose fat take this super pill and so it just becomes harder for the people but at the end of the day it's business it's what sells it's what's gonna go viral it's what's gonna get the people going so 
we find that like, you know, being, yes, yes to everything you just said. Um, and you're back, your, your internet or whatever, things are good. Like uh, we hear you very clearly now and see you very clearly. Okay. So, um, we feel like, so our space on the internet right now is to, um, really help people have a better relationship with their weight loss journey, their, the food they eat and to create, it's really mindset driven. So it's mindset over meal plan. Like that is our place on this earth. Like this is our focus. And you also, though, in order for you to lose weight, you need to know about calorie deficit. Like you cannot just focus on mindset and think that that's going to be enough for weight loss. But our, uh, we agree with you that being in this industry, like we're in the weight loss industry, is a tough, it's, it's a doozy because we are against those sexy, that's sexy, like saying that you can have abs in seven minutes or selling those pills is very sexy. It's very sellable. And what we sell is like this, like, long lasting, sustainable journey of like, <laughs> you know, creating happiness and, um, you know, not having, I, I, you, I know you watched our documentary, so you know, our messaging, you know, like yeah. what we're about and it's not as sexy until it is, but it is a hard industry to be in because we're definitely trying to just heal the diet industry trauma that women are dealing with that. Like they need to understand that they have shit to, to heal and deal with before they can even start actually losing weight in a way that goes aligned with who they are and not yeah. what they were told to do or whatever. But like, there's so much shit in the diet industry that is false, like, and, and not said or said. And it's like, no, that's actually like, I just want to say like, no, just no, like stop talking, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. One of the main people that I like to follow, and I follow him for years is Lane Norton because he kind of debunks everybody's bullshit, you know? And um, it's just like, like uh, I remember he put a post, and it's the truth. Every diet that you do is going to be sustainable, whether it's vegan, uh, keto, Atkins, uh, I, I, if it fits your macros. Like, all these things are just trying to get you from a caloric deficit. And I, I promise you, when I first wanted to get in shape, I was in college, and I went to my professor. Hey, I want to have a one-on-one -on -one with you. And I told him, professor, I want to get shredded. I want to get ripped. I want to get abs. And he literally told me this. He said, hey. All you have to do, whatever calories you're taking, say you're taking uh, 2,000 calories, next week, just lower it by 500, 100 to 500 every week. And I looked at him and I said, are you fucking kidding me? That's it? I was like, what's the stuff? Like, tell me the secret. And he's like, no, that's it. And I was like, oh, this is bullshit. But I started to learn over time, it's the stuff that's not sexy. Like, you know, I had to get a food scale. I had to learn about what food is, when to do it, and, and you know, fit it to my lifestyle. And like you said, a lot of things, like I come from the big like bodybuilding community. So, you know, they try to tell you eat six meals a day, chicken and broccoli. And it's like, you if you have a mother, you have a working class woman or a man, nobody's gonna be walking around with Tupperwares all day. It's not sustainable. So, you know, you have to kind of, like I tell my clients, you gotta try to make it to a lifestyle because anything that's sustainable is gonna work. If it's a diet and you do it for three months, but you don't like it, it's not gonna work. But if you fit stuff that you like, then it works to your your lifestyle. So when people say, I, I always have it all the time. Oh, that's bad for you. That's bad for you. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. And I go, who's telling you? Because it might be bad for you, but it's not bad for me. Oh, rice is bad for you. No, rice is bad for you. Maybe you're overweight. Maybe it doesn't do you good. But it's all based on everybody's, um, everybody's different. And so I have to always constantly get this. My clients come, oh, I saw this on Instagram. My friend told me this. My friend told me that. I have to tell them, stop listening to your friends. Leave them alone. They don't know what they're talking about. You know? We do feel like there's this, and we see this on the internet. It's 
and you're in that fitness industry. You've said it. You're more fitness. Like that's, that's your part in this world, Anthony. Like that's, I'm calling you Anthony now. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, I went from Romeo to Anthony. I feel like now, right now we're talking to Anthony. Earlier we were talking to Romeo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I feel like, and we say this all the time, it's like we've meshed helping regular 35 year old moms lo to lose weight, like fitness, like people that want to be in the fitness and, and are come you come in competitions. And like, it's like, they're the two different ways to approach weight loss. And the end goal is very different as well. And so we just feel like on the internet, it's all fitness, 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 shredding, um, looking a certain way. And then what about the overweight mom that just wants like one less ro fat roll? to be able to just like fit in her jeans and have the energy to like be a mom, you know? And she is seeing 22 year olds with the scale and the Tupperware containers, you know? And she thinks that needs to happen. She's going to choose to just do nothing. And we're just trying to show up in that sense, you know? It's so hard. And like I said, I really resonated with you girls. Like I didn't know you guys, but then I saw your page and I said, oh, they're doing great things. And you know, I wanted to kind of bring my expertise into this space and kind of let you guys know. But I deal with it all the time with my clients. Like, I have a lot of female clients, and, you know, they go through, like, the whole body dysmorphia and the whole self-esteem stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like little things to help them. Like, the women, they've never lifted weights, and I have them deadlifting. I have one girl who can deadlift 225 pounds, 10 reps. I have a girl who can squat 225 pounds, kettlebell swings. So these are stuff that are not sexy, but they see booty workouts. And I go, your, your glutes are activated way more than what you're doing. You're stronger than all these Instagram girls. But because that's what you see on Instagram, that's what you want to look like. You have these girls that they're sucking their stomach in for the picture, got the pants all the way up to here. You know, it's not realistic. And I try to tell them that, hey, let, let's not try to go for the fat loss goals. Let's go for the other goals. Do you feel better? Right? Do you have more energy? Do you feel stronger? Right? How are your clothes fitting you? How do you feel? So those are bigger things than just looking at the scale. You know? And I have a client now that she's like, oh, the scale's not going down. It's not going down. I said, but what about your fat? Is it body composition? Are you losing fat or weight? What do you want? Because you can lose weight and, you know, it's not going to help. And just all those things and me teaching them about food and teaching them about exercise. And, you know, it's 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 very like, how can I say it's, it's very blessing to me. I feel good because I'm helping people. You know, I have a little studio here in the Bronx and I have people getting results. People are like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? I'm doing the stuff that works. You're going to the gym, paying these trainers. They're telling you bunk because they want to get more sessions out of you. You know, so I, I really like to give them the knowledge in, in, in that sense. I don't, I tell my clients, like, I'm not going to give you the bullshit. I'm going to tell you what works. It's on you if you're going to take it. So what I think is important on the internet is being able to coexist with like, like what you do is not what we do. And to be able to be like recognized, like, like, as in like, you know, with like, I don't do deadlifts and I don't lift weights, but like, that is my choice. And I like to walk, like, I want to go for walks. Like, that's what I want to do. I am a spin instructor. I love spinning, but like, you can coexist with my message of like, it's also important that what you do is who you want to be as well. Like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want a deadlift. I don't want to, I, I would love a nicer booty. Don't want to do the work for it. For me, it's like, it's just, I've, I'm finding it hard on the internet. Like sometimes when we show up and especially when we did the Tim Hortons challenge, like, you can just imagine the back, like the, the, how do I call what I want to say? The negativity back backlash. Yeah. Like there was a pushback. There was a lot of pushback on us doing that. Cause like it's so unhealthy. It's so whatever. And I'm like, 
wait a second. Like, we're not telling anyone to do this. First of all, no one's going to do that. Like, it's when people are like, now people, I'm like, yeah, people are going to eat Tim Hortons all day, every day for the rest of their life. Like, it's so dramatic. Like, no one's going to do this. Um, and it's all for the message we have in the end and our space in this world. So your space is to do that with the people. And some people want your service. Some people want our service. And for me, it's like, why can't we all coexist? It's like nutrition and weight loss is not the same for everyone because not everyone has the same end goal and want the same thing or want to do the same thing. So you can tell me until you're blue that plant-based is going to make me live till I'm 107. I'd rather live till I'm 82 not eating plant-based. Every, every Everything is so contradictory. So back to what you said, I think we are in the same space because what I learned was exercise is a science and an art, right? So you say you might not be doing deadlifts, but by you doing the spin, you know how, how much stress that you're putting on your, your, your quads and your glutes and your, your core. So you are working now. You're not doing a deadlift per se, but you are. I mean, if I had a whole bunch of bikes, I'd probably have everybody spinning in here. So just anything. And like you said about the walks, and I, I know Alicia, I saw her, she likes to go for her walks and stuff. And I tell my clients too, and, and Kat and Nat, they do it as well. It's like, listen, it's just about going from one level to the next level. You went from 10,000 steps, go to 11,000, then 11 to 12. As long as your body is moving, yeah. Yeah. you're burning calories and you're knowing what you're putting in your body, yeah. that's that's all that it is. And, you know, I have yeah. some people that say, oh, I don't want to look like you. And I tell them, you can never look like me. You know, yeah. I have to do like, yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you're disrespecting me by telling me that because you don't know the dedication time that I, I put into that. But as you said, there's the basic, like you just, like you said, maybe I just want to lose five pounds. Maybe I want to feel better. Maybe I want to, you know, lose a, one row. So it doesn't have to be everything balls to the wall. Fitness is, is like sexuality. It's so, it's like it's a spectrum of so many things you can do. Pilates, CrossFit, swimming. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, not, it's just not one size fits all. And it's just so nice to see place for everyone. But just it's so nice to also see someone that is like being honest with people, you know, and like, that's the part like just not trying to trick people or sell things to people and just being honest. There are two pieces that came to mind. Like that's that what Alicia just said, the being honest part, like for us, it's when we see these people looking ripped. Lo. Like those pictures that you have in your studio, lo, to look like that, Romeo, we know the work that years. is behind that shit. Years, years, years of consistency. There's a calorie deficit lifestyle for you to shred that way and to not have that fat. It's not just in the exercise and then the broccoli and chicken on top of that. Yes, there's macro counting. There's like, there's no sauce. Like there's, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot that you're putting into this lifestyle. You know, maybe there's also not a lot of alcohol in that lifestyle. Like it, it's a lot of work. We know that it's when people show up on the internet and they look like that and they're like, you can have this too. And I'm like the most common human will never have that because they don't want to do the work behind it. And that's okay. How can we help that common person? Um, go from, you know, go from 300 pounds to 250 and feel better and have energy and, and not feel so confused. So that the first part is that. And the second part is confusion. I want, we, our goal is to like, people are confused by the internet of weight loss right now. Should I be doing keto? Should I be cutting carbs? Should I be not eating at night? Should I? So I felt like if they knew calorie deficit, should I be eating six meals? Like you said, should I be eating three? Should I, should I, should I, should I listen? If you understand calorie deficit, you can create your own way. Little steps. Like, as you said, let, let me tell you, it looks like I'm probably the healthiest person. It's probably the opposite. You know, there's a lot of things that go and I'm going to be transparent. 
I take steroids, I binge eat, I do all this crazy stuff. Like it's, it's a different lifestyle, but that's what I've chosen to do. Everybody has their choice. You know, you know, for the typical human, they don't have to be uh, three, eight percent body fat year round. That's what I have to be for the life that I chose to dance. And I want to look like it. I don't want you don't want to see Romeo with a beer belly when he goes on stage, you know, but that's the life that I chose. You know, I diet every time when I'm not on tour. But when I get on tour, I drink alcohol. I like to eat my cookies and cake. That's my lifestyle. Donuts. I, exactly. You know, so that's not healthy. It's binging, you know. I'm going all out, boss to the wall, but that's what I've chosen. And just to go back to what you see, like that picture, I literally looked like that for maybe a day. Yeah. And then after that, it was gone. And yeah. the hell that I put my body through, coffee with no, with nothing in it, that's disgusting. It tastes like medicine. <laughs> I was I was eating chicken breast with no seasoning. It tastes like rubber. White rice every day, oatmeal with no seasoning. Like it was depressing. But the person who was training me, they got me to get the physique that I wanted. But then afterwards, like I just gorged on everything, pizza, cake, donuts and all that stuff. So like what that's the tip prototypical look for fitness is not as healthy. And, you know, like I said, I do what I do with my uh, steroid use the right way. But a lot of people, they do it wrong, you know, and people do all these things. So as you said, it's your weight, weight loss. You figure out what works for you. You figure out what's going to be sustainable and, and what's going to work. Me personally, I tell my clients, as my professor told me, there's no cookie cutter answer. Everybody wants a cookie cutter answer. My clients, oh, tell me what to eat. Tell me what to do. I say, it's all here laid out. Now you figure out what you can do. You have a knee issue. We can't do what you saw on Instagram. You have to do this. Oh, you're allergic to this. You can't eat that. Right now, my client, he's a vegan. That's a choice that he's chosen morally, ethically. Okay. You have might have to drink five scoops, six scoops of protein. You're not going to get it from from the vegetables and the broccoli. I don't know who's lying to you. It's not going to work. So as I said, I'm just going to give you the, the information. You do what you want with it. And you know, oh, I thought that that's going to make you fat and this, this and that. Hey, listen, this is what the science says. You go with what, what you feel is going to help you. So amazing. that's that. Um, I was wondering about if you felt stressed about like your eating and your movement on tour. And like, All I listened I listened the to the podcast where you guys were talking about getting high and the McDonald's that you ordered. Oh my gosh, I laughed like $200 worth of McDonald's, but that must be hard for you to balance. It is. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm very like into health and fitness. So like I have like my wall here with all my BCAAs and amino acids and vitamins and stuff like that. When I go on tour, it's totally like out the window. I have my stuff. I try to go to a gym when I'm over there, but it's, it's a lot, you know, we drink a lot. It's a lot of stress on your liver. You know, you wake up groggy, water retention and stuff like that. And we we don't have any any real options with food. So like just a day in the life of me, I try to get like a decent breakfast meal. I try to keep it low carb throughout the day because I know that I'm going to get it in the nighttime. So it's not what right. works for everyone, but it was it's what works for me. Just knowing like, OK, yeah. if I eat a salad, then I'll be able to eat 15 cookies later. And it will affect me. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> What what I enjoy is your honesty right now. It's, yes. it's quite ref it's quite refreshing. Um, I, I like but to it's keep it honest because I'm sorry to cut you guys off. No, no. For many years, me growing up, and you know, uh, before like the internet was big, I like I wanted. I would look at the bodybuilder and say, "Hey, that's what I want to look like." And there was so many like wrong information given out there. Take this supplement, take that, and I was just like, "Tell me the truth. Like, what do I need to do?" 
And so like I kind of become my own science experiment and I do it myself and I see what works. Like I've tried every diet, keto, vegan, all this stuff. And I said, okay, this is what works for me. This might work for you. This might not work. So I kind of try to give a level of transparency to help people like, look, I went through it. This is what's going to work for you. This is probably going to be the best option. Try it out yourself. Because all that like lying and stuff is not going to work. Like with my business, my goal is transformations. So yes, it's going to be intense. I need you to look from what from week one to week 12 change right so i have to figure out what's the most effective ways to get those done we're not here to waste time okay see i mean and what i like is that that's what you tell your clients right so they know exactly what to expect and in my mind like we are like not the opposite romeo but pretty much like no timelines like we're trying to work on mindset our clientele are looking for different things. And in my mind, I'm like, there are billions of people on this earth. Like the, what is common though, between the two of us is that we want to make sure that people understand that like what you just said, like I eat a salad so I can eat 15 cookies later. Like that shit doesn't work on everyone. Like Romeo has his own, you know, calorie uh, intake that he can like way. He has his own way. And yeah. I, I just feel like what's being sold on the internet is like my way, like, people say on the internet, like this way, my, apparently their way of looking that way is like, if you do what I do, you're going to look like me. If you do what I do, this is what I can promise you, you know? Oh, I don't know how, why Alicia left or where she got, she, she got bored with the conversation. She is not <laughs> bored with the conversation. It sometimes does that. It did that last time we had Jordan side on the podcast. I'm just going to say, come back. Um, I, so I, I feel that we're, we're not that different. So like, as I said, it comes down to money. Like if I had clients that say I'm going to commit for a year, two years, then we can go like on a baseline diet and go slowly and lose the weight slowly. But you have finished what you're saying. But it's you're doing great because it's what the person wants. The person exactly. came to you and said, I want a physical transformation in 12 weeks. And you're like, I can do, I can do that for you. Yeah. Absolutely. You're giving what the people want, but understanding them that, that, different people want different things and being we're sometimes we're being told what we would want, what weight loss needs to look like. So clearly you're being just honest with your clients, you know? But like I said, I have a lot of women and, you know, women love to party and even guys too. And I, I kind of let them know like, Hey, listen, you know, you can have a drink, you can have this and that you're going to burn it off. Don't worry about it. It's a, it's a marathon, not a race. You know, yes. you, you're doing way more than this is expected to you. Like I'm killing these people in a good way, you know, training, they're pushing their bodies. So I'm like, trust me, you're going to get the results. Don't worry about it. And, and the other thing is like, you know, sometimes a trainer is just a trainer. When you go to the gym, they just do the work on, they go, I am exactly what you said. I give them the mindset. I'm motivating them. I'm telling them about the brain things that I learned. Oh, your amygdala is going. This is just, you know, your synapses. That's feed too like i was telling one of my clients listen if you don't want to eat it get it out your house because you're going to do all these tricks in your brain to convince yourself ah one cookie's not going to hurt me you know so if it's there eat it and do it like you said guilt-free you know when i eat my donuts and stuff like that i eat it i don't say oh my god i say okay i did it we gotta go work a little more do a little cardio lift more weights you know just to get like that that stigma out your head because even me we go i go through it sometimes too like oh shit you're getting fat buddy let's go you gotta, you gotta get away from the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I love this. And you know what? Like, I feel that at the end of the day, we have experiences. You have experiences, Romo. You, Romeo, you're back to Romeo now. Um, but you have experiences and you have a background and you have, you know, your baggage. Basically, you have Romeo baggage and this and you come up and you're like, this is how I, Romeo, can help people achieve this goal. 
it's the same for Alicia and I, like we have our own baggage. We've both were overweight. We've lost both 70 pounds. We're both moms. We have our story. We have our baggage. And so like, you don't have a vagina. You don't have children. So it like, we have something seen to lots to the of table. vaginas though. Seen, lo- seen a lot of vaginas. <laughs> but he does not have one. Wait, so there- wait, wait. The <laughs> moment on tour when Kat and Nat are complaining about blowjobs and you're like, wait, you think you have a tough and then you on stage imitate giving a woman oral sex? I mean, too that much. Was, that was Funny. So good. It, it, it kind of came about just like uh, organically. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm there and, you know, I stay quiet most of the time because I'm trying to be respectful. And they're like, no, Romeo, we love your insight. You're funny. Like, please. And I was like, and I tell them, I don't want to take the shine away from you guys. Like, no, we need it. It's part of the show. And so I was like, all right, you know what? We're going to spice it up. And I'll say like my little quirky stuff. And I heard them saying like, uh, we're backstage one time with their husbands and they're like, oh, they're talking all this shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to let them know. And I finally let it out one day, and it was a hit. And so we kind of go it was, it the whole time. It definitely was a hit. We laughed. And, like, you're so right. Like, you're like, it's not complicated. Like, giving a blowjob is not complicated. Like, you do anything, and we like it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but with you guys, I mean, oh, my God, it's so funny how we are complicated. And I agree. Um, it, no, it, but it's I, through, I... It's through experience. I remember back in my, my, my heyday... It was a while, you know, some women, you know, you're not connected with them and you're just there. It's like, oh my God. And you check at the time and you're like, oh my God. Oh, my neck God. Is oh it's too much. I love this. <laughs> Real um, quick, I'm sorry to go back to the, like, the yeah. your weight, weight loss. I was a fat kid growing up. I was, you know, shit, obese for a while. And... Yeah, and I and I kind of ha- that's how I got into fitness. I was a little fat kid playing video games, like the fear that oh, you don't let them out the house. And I kind of got out and you know started just doing sports, and I started to lose weight. And then I went from like a skinny fat kid because I was scared to eat and I was doing too much exercise. Nope, I'm from I'm from the ghetto. I'm a, a kid from poverty, Latino. Nobody knows about food, and you know, yeah, you might want to eat a salad, but if I go to McDonald's or Tim Hortons. It's going to be maybe five bucks. And I'm going to get more bang for my buck. So yeah. it's just like a lot of things that I try to tell people, listen, I know what you're going through. Trust me. It's, it's I understand. Absolutely. So then you oh, have oh, your oh, ex- Real quick, real quick. Babe. Oh, he, she's coming in. Don't microphone. touch your phone. Don't microphone. touch your phone. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, look oh, at her wearing so nice your shirt. You. She's wearing your yes. shirt. Oh, I love this for you. She, she had her weight loss journey too. She used to be bigger. Yeah, I was a big girl. Good <laughs> well, good for you. Hopefully you feel great right now with Romeo as your lover. <laughs> Every day is a lesson in here. Every day. Every day, some sort of lesson. Um, but you know what? Like for, for us, how your weight loss came about was my trauma with being in the weight loss industry. So I'm that 12-year-old, 13-year-old that weighs 220 pounds, joins all the programs and is being told what to eat and just does not mm. agree. I, like I, at a young age, would not, would question the programs and their rules. I remember being told not to eat a banana after 3 p.m. I remember like egg whites and salsa for breakfast. I remember not eating after 7 p.m. and being told these rules that will help me lose weight, but not why. Like in my mind, I was seeing all my, you know, thin friends doing all of these things. And but I wanted to be like them. But then I had to like I had all these limitations. I had all these rules for me to create weight loss. I just wish that, you know, 
Well, and that's why we do what we do is because I felt like I was almost robbed of the knowledge behind how a body loses weight and the control and, and women with all of like, and I, I was lucky. That was like a short period of my, of, of my, I guess my diet life, but some it's like 30 years on and off shame spiral being like limiting beliefs. Like if I need to lose weight, it needs to look that way as I did 20 years ago on that diet, because it's the only way it worked. I'm like, it didn't work. We're back here. Like we're back here. We are still overweight. We're still struggling with, you know, food, uh, food issues and, and beliefs. So I feel like, again, our experience, you and I, and us, um, is really what is putting our spot in this world. Like our purpose is to do that because of what we've gone through for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's, a, it's like you said, it's a lack of transparency and a lack of knowledge given to the people because you have the people who want to make money off of fitness. Because if, if it wasn't about making money off of fitness, then everybody would get the, the, you know, the stuff that really works. But that's not, like you said, that's not sexy. That's not what's going to sell. So they're going to, they're going to, and it's like, <sighs> let's go deep into my, my pet peeves. I, I'm talking to my friends and they're like, oh, I got this new fat burner. I got this, I got that. And I go, look at the back of what they, they have. I'll show you maybe three or four <clears throat> fat burners. They all have the same thing. They all have caffeine. They all have some kind of uh, green tea extract and of that nature. And I say, it's all the same thing. Look at your protein. It's all the same thing. All these things, they're just repackaging it and somebody else's brand on it. And you're buying it based on the brand, but it doesn't really work. You know, I, I tell them all the time, you can make your own pre-workout. I make my own pre-workout. I make my own stuff. I told them, like how you said, from a from a macros perspective, this is protein, this is carbs, this is fat. You decide where you're going to get it from. If you grow up in a certain area, you might be more prone to eat more cheese or dairy. Maybe you eat more of this. But like you said, <clears throat> it's not this, that, or you have to eat this. This is going to get you skinny. No. I know kids that I grew up with in the ghetto that they eat fried chicken all day, and they're ripped and shredded. <laughs> That's yes. what their, their body does. They do a whole bunch yes. of calisthenics and pull-ups. I know people who eat one time a day, they fast and they look great. I know people that eat one time a day and they're overweight. And I go, hey, listen, you were dealt the bad genetic cards. I can't do that to you. Maybe you have to figure out a different way that's going to help you. But what works for this person might not work for you. And that's the stigma that I've always hated with like trainers. You'll have a trainer that he's fucking jacked and he's in great shape and he's telling the person, do this. I go, that's what you can do. That doesn't mean that this person can do that. That's what yeah. you eat. That doesn't mean that they can eat that. It has to be based on their goals and what's going to benefit them. You know, yeah. like a lot of these people out there, and that's why I tell people, come to the gym, guys. You're going to get you the most bang for your buck because you'll get these people where somebody has a knee injury and they're like, no, let's go harder. Balls to the wall. Put a knee wrap on. Oh, uh, the girl's like, oh, I'm pre-diabetic. Oh, don't worry about that. Just like there's a lot of stuff that goes into the training. Like, you have to tell people, go get your blood work. A lot of these people do not know what they're talking about. And they're like putting these people at risk. And it makes, our, I wouldn't say my job, our jobs harder. Because now these people have like, you know, we talk about trauma relationships. They have trauma in their life with food. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't want to eat the fruit. And you're like, listen, it's fructose and, and sucrose mixed with fiber. It, it's not going to raise blood sugar. It's, you're good. Trust me. Are you sure? <laughs> you're good. Are you sure? Yes, it's a fruit. Eat the fruit. <laughs> yeah. How how sad that women are afraid to eat fruit. Yes, it's very sad. Women are afraid to eat a lot of stuff. And oh, I only eat once a day. And I go, that's why you're 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 like that. You have nothing to stoke your metabolism. And they're like, oh, but you eat a lot. Yeah, because if you think about a fire, right? You put one log in there. You might emit 
a certain amount of heat. But if I put 10 logs in there, it's going to be more heat that I can use, more fuel for the fire, you know? So it's a lot of things that, you know, and I, it makes me happy to, to like kind of debunk the stigmas with the little people that I have. At least I know if I'm changing one person's life, it's one person that's going to be better out there. And the Absolutely. same same with you, like Alicia and, and Jose. Yeah, no. Oh, Jose. You're like so that. cute. Okay, so we've taken up so much of your time, but I before you yes. go, I want to add, no, like, there, I had a few think, questions. Go, shoot. Okay, someone said they saw a picture of you with Cardi B. Yes. Stop. Yeah. What is the situation? <laughs> okay, so um, this was before she had gotten famous. She was, like, in between, like, her viral stuff and before she got famous. So... Uh, back with the group that I was with, Hunkamania, she wanted to do a photo shoot. And it was this show called Bourgeoisie or something like that. And she wanted a bunch of guys to be a chair that she would sit on. So it was like a few guys standing up, a few guys like uh, on all fours, and a few as like the, the post. And so, yeah, we we took the picture. When she was there, I asked if I could take a picture, lift it up, and that was my Cardi B experience. She wasn't as crazy that you see on TV, she was very mellow. I think she must have been like high or like on Molly or something, but she was like very chill. So it was cool. I also saw some like footage of you with like the Real Housewives. Yes, yes. That's I, so I, fun. I've, I've been lucky. I've been lucky in this lifetime. So I was on a Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of New Jersey. I was on Jerry Springer. I was on Meredith Vieira. I was on Univision, the Spanish channel. So. I, I was just blessed. With the Real Housewives, it was like good promo. I actually danced for uh, Donna Karen in New York as well. So no that's, a, that's another story. I'll, I'll tell you that after. So with the Real Housewives, we were, it was like done through the booking company we were with, Hunkamania. And so they took most of the percentage of the money. We came out there with like 200 bucks. The girls were tipping with like fake money. I was so mad. I was like, these girls are millionaires, housewives. Where's the money? <laughs> so, oh my God. It's, That's it's very, juicy. It's very good promo. Um, for the one in New York, uh, who's the girl? Uh, Frankel, right? Bethany Frankel. So I didn't know, but they told me like at this the day before she had gotten food poisoning. So I did my little trick where I flipped her in the chair, and you know, and I guess she had got like upset stomach, and she had to walk out, and I was like, oh shit. And then I was I was dancing with the uh, the, the tall girl. I don't know her name. Um, do you guys know their names? Leanne, maybe. Yes, Leanne. I was just dancing. It was just a vibe, but it was a, it was a lot of gay guys there. You know, like gay hey. guys are big in the community with women, and they were just there flirting with us. Like, hey, what's your name? I'm like, uh, gotta go. <laughs> right, and, you would probably be popular in that area as well. Oh yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. With 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 Donna Karen, it was actually very crazy. Uh, this is some exclusive stuff. So we everyone we went, listen uh, tight. They said, "Hey, we have a party for you." I said, "Okay, it's for deep Donna Karen. Don't say anything. I'm saying stuff, right?" So we go. It's in front of Central Park. She has like this high rise. Literally, you go in the building, elevator straight to the penthouse. So we go in there. It's fucking huge, huge. Like, uh, uh they got like cooks and stuff like that. We got a uh, somebody assistant to walk us in the back. They walk us in the back. Hey, how's it going? Here's your pay. Blah 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 blah. Okay, I think we got paid like two or three hundred each. So. She was out there. We were like doing little dances, nothing too crazy. When we get back to the room to leave, we each got handed a stack of um, ones that was like $100. And they said, you guys saw nothing here. I said, what are you talking about? And I walked out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was very crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um, have you always been body confident? 
No, if anything, it's been worse. Like I remember when I was working for Hunkamania, like our boss was very big on you have to be ripped year round. And I was, and it's funny that you say this. Me knowing what I know about like caloric deficit and stuff like that, I was like, naturally, how am I supposed to get bigger if I'm not in a caloric surplus and you want me to have abs? I was like, it's not going to happen. And one time I was doing it naturally and I have packed on a lot of body fat. And he was like, irate, oh my God, this is so bad. Look at you, you're fat. Blah, blah. And then that's kind of like why I got towards like the steroid use because, you know, it was something that was going to boost my metabolism, get me to be able to consume more food and still stay lean. So I was like, shit, when I was able to do it, and, and it was more of a financial thing. When I started, I was probably like 22. These guys were like already in their prime. They were like 30, 40. They have reached like their muscular peak and stuff like that. And I wanted to be the man like, next day so I, I took that chance and that's what i did but it's very very body like bad like dysmorphia it you know, must so be hard to have that standard of being so lean but also so strong and and muscular like that's that's hard all right look look what i'm gonna tell you this right now is considered fat look everyone needs to do this oh, everyone needs to go and so good though this, this is fat. i'm gonna tell you that's, it's good that's, fat that's how it's fat. the avocado fat it's the good one it's the good kind but that's the stigma that they have because everybody wants to see the stripper with rip with abs and this absolutely and not not and us we thought you did everything we thought right. it was great no i'm just giving you the stigma and that's how it was for many years and and it wasn't good that my boss was like an ex-pro bodybuilder so he was like no i've done it you guys have to do it and it, it, it was very hard but now i just like kind of live my life i'm fuck it i don't care as long as as long as i look better than the the women's husbands that i'm dancing for i'm good which, which <laughs> is 99 check 99 percent of the women in so two cat nat shows yeah. you're, you're you, good you, you're you good you know what's funny i'm gonna give you a funny story my girlfriend's mom she sees me eating brownies and like um barbecue stuff and i had a party uh on sunday night and she's like, you're going to go dance like that with your stomach like that? Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? I said, don't worry about it. You'll see. And that night, I wound up making like four or $500. And I showed her the picture like, told you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. No, I feel like being all ripped is like, actually, I went to see Top Gun last night. And all of the like actors that are in the uh, Top Gun Academy ripped like every single one of them i'm like what is this like is this 1999 like i felt everyone is like in i'm like is was this so i said to my husband was this like a thing in the show they needed to be like extra lean and ripped like tom cruise is ripped and lean every single ma man that was in that movie they were all top top topless uh shirtless at the beach and it was actually insane i'm like and i know the work behind them looking like that i'm like geez they had to like train for this movie or something and, and Holy you know shit. what it is a lot of people like they don't they don't want to accept the truth i tell people what do you think trt is what do you think hrt is it's testosterone replacement therapy hormone replacement therapy same thing with women if you have pcos and all these different things you need to go get checked maybe you're in a deficiency that you don't know about so you're do like with my clients i have to be a detective you're doing the exercise you're sleeping and you're doing the diet and you're still not losing weight. You might have to go to, uh, what is it, an endocrinologist and find out what your levels are. And you need to go to a good one, not just like one that's given to you by your primary care practitioner. 
because like me, when I went to my doctor, he told me my test levels were good. And I'm like, no, I want to optimize. So there's a lot of things that they don't know about. Same finish, Jose, what are you saying? Well, I, but, but at the same time, do you think like, cause we, what we do is like, we help create awareness. And do we find that there is that space in this world where people think they're doing like tons of people think they're eating less than they think they're eating like that. It was a part of our messaging in the documentary. Like I, I feel like maybe your people, cause you're being more like precise, but it, it is definitely a very common issue mm -hmm. that people are underestimating or over underestimating how much they eat, overestimate how much they move their bodies. And that's why it's playing a role that they're not in a calorie deficit because they're, they're eating all weekend and taking so many bites and their knowledge behind what they're actually consuming is actually um, low. I feel like this is twofold. There's something where you want to be healthy and something for vanity. Vanity will not be as, as healthy. For example, me getting leaner or whatever might be good for vanity, but I might not be consuming as much uh, micronutrients and macronutrients that I need because I'm, I'm getting in a caloric deficit because I want to lose body fat. Now, if you say, hey, we want to maintain and we want to be optimum health, I might have to consume more calories, more carbs, more fat yes. to optimize, yep. to feel better, to focus more. Because yep. you guys been in caloric deficits. You start to be in a fog sometimes, no matter if you're eating whatever you want, Tim Hortons or whatever that fits your macros. So it, it's, a, it's a big stigma in that way. So from the hormonal aspect, I just say I'm all about optimization. Whatever you need to make you feel better, hey, you might not be as ripped or lean, but if you feel better and you're working and stuff, that's great. And another yes. thing that I was I forgot to say, back to the movies. The people see these guys in the movies and they say, wow, this guy does this. I say, listen, oh, you think he's not taking steroids? He's getting paid millions of dollars. Wouldn't you take that risk? If somebody says, hey, I'm going to give you $40 million, I need you to get in shape. I'm going to get the best doctors, whoever knows how to get me in the fastest shape in that time. People look at me and say, oh, look at The Rock. Hey, The Rock has no neck like me. What do you think he's doing? Chicken and broccoli? Uh, there's, there's some extra stuff in there in that chicken and broccoli. <laughs> Trust me. So I try to give people awareness and say, hey, listen, it's not that it's wrong or it's right. If we're talking about sports, yeah, maybe it's wrong if the baseball players do it because it's an ethical thing. But we're yeah. talking about your body. You want to drink a beer? I don't say anything, but it, it, it's that. So just yes, giving I people see. like, you have, if you're going to make a decision, stick with it. Don't say, oh, I'm doing this. Deal with the decision. Deal with the consequences. It's okay. Nothing's going to wrong. And I tell people, again, whatever you do can be reversible. It's not like you did it and now it's the be all to end all. Okay, you messed up. You figure out a way to do it again. You messed up. You figure out a way. Or like your guy said it, uh, Jordan Swire, he said, it's not that you eat one cookie. It's that you go from yeah. one to ten. And that's yeah. what it is. If everybody yeah. ate one cookie, you'll be good. There was a study by, what's her name? Sohi, Sohi Lee Fit. Yeah. And she ate a Snicker bar every day. And it was part of her macros. And it was exactly what you guys felt, where you got tired of Tim Horns. Like, oh, my God, I want to eat Tim Horns. I want to eat the sushi. Yeah. And it's exactly yeah. how it is. You don't want to eat yeah. the same shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. Okay. I feel like we could keep going, but like, we, it's been an hour. It's been an hour. Best hour of my life. If, if, if one thing I can, I can say, I, I try to tell people, go more of intuitive eating. Whatever you want to eat, not whatever, but if you feel that you want to eat that, eat it. Because if you eat it and it makes you happy, cool. As long as it's within the range that you can do it, cool. If you're the type of person where you say, hey, I'm going to make sure I have low carbs all day because I want to carb up at night, cool. If you're a person that you want to carb up in the day, whatever you want to do. As long as it's making you happy, it's making you feel good. This, uh, what do they say? There's multiple ways to skin a cat or whatever. It's yeah. very bad, but you know, there's there's many ways to do things. There's no one one way. 
I, I got mean, the I, I got the thought that I was thinking of was um oh man I just lost it again oh, fuck um it was that people okay fearing weight gain so you said whatever you do you can reverse it and that's like a part of the conversation like people like watch us because we're on maintenance right what is maintenance maintenance is just like basically we're staying connected to who we are today it doesn't mean we never gain weight it doesn't mean like the skill doesn't move it's like people have this like perception of what maintenance is and also we've like put the people that were on weight loss journeys as they're on maintenance i'm like then my husband's on maintenance because he's just like doing his thing and, and and not trying to lose weight or gain weight he's just like on maintenance apparently i just feel like i don't like the label behind maintenance anyways all that to say is that people fear weight gain people fear weight i'm like why are you fearing it you can just tur turn it around today tomorrow like you always have access to all three every day you can today you can choose to be in a calorie deficit you can create that for yourself with what's in your fridge like it's it's like they think that weight loss lives in this like other world that they like need to like be in a certain place in their life need to be at a certain age or a certain whatever the kids need to be not sick i'm like oh i'm sorry weight loss is being in a calorie deficit that can exist in your home with your what whatever's in your fridge it can exist at a restaurant it can exist anywhere you have access to also calorie surplus and that's what happens right society we have access to excess so easily you know, we're privileged in that sense. Like we have a fridge full of food. We have a pantry full of food. Like being in a surplus is not difficult. We have access to that all the time, you know, and we walk into a grocery store and there's like the Vachon and the things. And like, you can just like, you could definitely be in a surplus like that, you know? Um, I, so knowing that and, and being aware of that. I wish people were more like sumo wrestlers and, and powerlifters. Like those are the people they want to gain weight. They're like, I need it. It's for my sport. They're eating. They're like, yes, I need it. I need it. Everyone <laughs> oh is my like God. the other way. Everyone yeah. wants to be like the, the, the models. They're like, oh, I ate a, a graham cracker. I'm full. You you know how many times before, like, eat, um, like before I had my girlfriend, I would go on dates with these girls. And they, I'm like, what do you want? Oh, I'm going to have a salad. You're like. Are you fucking kidding me? You, you better eat, girl. Like, you're going to die. You're going to faint. You're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is we, when I see someone, how they look, and I know what lifestyle needs to be behind that. Like, just like, even like, we, we talk often about the girls on Selling Sunsets. Like, those girls do not have thin. a lot of body fat. Very thin ladies on Selling Sunset. I don't know if you follow that. But anyways, um, and we, I'm like, I know the lifestyle. Like, they're they're not people that, like, go to the gym like they've never yeah. like i've we follow them and they don't but like we know that they're not consuming a lot my, of calories in a run of a day my girlfriend loves them and so like i have to debunk she loves them i have to debunk more myths and i tell people like listen there's the cosmetic part of it too and you know these girls look so-called healthy on the outside but they're not like with my girls that they're like bigger and stuff and they want that prototypical look of like an hourglass shape i said thin, very thin yeah this girl has surgery she has fake boobs. Maybe she got a fake ass. Maybe she's got all these things done. You know, all these women want to look like Kim Kardashian. But that's not the prototypical image of health because outside you look good. But what about your inside? How is your LDL, HDL? How's your blood pressure? You know, uh, do you have body, lean body mass? You know, women don't know that. You, like you said, you don't like to lift weights. But women need to do some kind of resistance training because you are more at risk for osteoporosis. So what is osteoporosis? It's a shallowing of the bones, make you more brittle. But these are things that they, that's not sexy. You know, these girls are willing to spend $10,000, $20,000 on a surgery instead of spending that money to learn about their body. And then say you get to the point where you've lost the weight and you're saggy. You say, hey, I want to get a boob job. Cool. I want to get a butt lift. But it's not that 
that's the first thing that you want to do. Yeah, no, there was a lot that needed to be done to get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, this was a great conversation. I'm going to take a picture <laughs> this way, Leash, because it's like nicer than earlier when we were the four of us. Are you, you guys ready? Go. Oh, oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? So ready. Okay, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a video. <laughs> so everyone, Romeo just took his shirt off to take this picture. You're Look welcome. Now we're Look gonna take that. a picture. Oh my god, okay, let's take a picture now. Uh, okay, three, two, one. <laughs> okay, Romeo, this was amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Oh my goodness. Okay, wait, wait. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> the internet can't. Yes. Yes, everyone. Move. This is the Move. vibe. Oh, look at this. Yes, please, please continue. Um, okay, well, this is amazing. From the back. I wanted the back. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so funny, Romeo, because yesterday we were like interviewed for like Entrepreneur of the Year for something in, in where we're from. And we're like, yesterday we were so pretty. We're interviewed for Entrepreneur of the Year. And today we are interviewing a stripper. This is our lives. <laughs> Ladies, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate you girls. I wish you all the success. And Same to you. The best. All right. And I cannot wait to see the online program, Romeo's uh, Dance Studio or School of Dance, School of Stripping. You know what it is before we end? It's like I told my girlfriend, I said, it's, it's kind of hard because you have to market it more towards the women because the men, men have such big egos. So for them to say, I'm going to get Romeo's stripper program, eh, they're going to say, I don't give a fuck, I drink my beers with this. It's more that the women have to say, hey, babe. Merry Christmas. Hey, babe. Happy birthday. I bought you. I think this will help. You know, women are so big that they say, I want to take this stripper pole class. The okay, wait, wait, wait. No, no. I'm not seeing it as like a stripper pole class or a stripping class. Like these are the people that you're training to be strippers for like their life. I feel like there's like this. Is there is there this like these people like you when you were 22, you're like, I'm going to be a stripper. Yes, but there's a small window of the people that want to be strippers. You get it? It's like a niche. I yeah. feel like in a grander space, it would be more of like, hey, you want to learn how to be sexier for your lady? Do you, Are you tired of having stiff hips? Well, <laughs> You've thought of this. Are you tired of having stiff hips? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a great, that's your thing. That's your, right there. That's the line. That's I'll work 60. on it, all right? All right. Okay. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Okay.